Asset Recycling. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my Stein of coffee and I thought we would have a look at this article about asset recycling because there's some talk about it again here in Australia. Now this is an older piece from 2017 but I think it's relevant and a good reference point um, particularly with what our treasurer is saying but before we look at that let's just jump over here and we'll look at you know the definition of a public-private partnership from Investopia and I'd also like to draw attention to the broken window fallacy. Now this is a video I created recently looking at the broken window fallacy and some of the issues with government spending and particularly infrastructure spending as you know, a benefit to the economy. Now, if you think these type of videos are, are useful, please share them on social media, get the word out so your friends and family can get a, yeah, an alternative understanding to what's being pushed on us in the media. So public-private partnership, we've heard that all before. It's quite common here in Australia, or it was. So what are public-private partnerships? Public-private partnerships involve collaboration between a government agency and a private sector company that can be used to finance, build and operate projects such as public transportation networks, parks and convention centers. Financing a project through a public-private partnership can allow a project to be completed sooner or make it possible in the first place. Now that all sounds good, but you have to be a bit skeptical about this. Essentially, it is the state in some way picking a favorite, which is never a good thing. So how public-private par partnerships work. A city government, for example, may be heavily indebted and unable to undertake a capital-intensive building project, but a private enterprise might be interested in funding its construction in exchange for receiving the operating profits once the project is completed. Public-private par partnerships typically have contract periods for 25 to 30 years or longer. Financing comes partly from the private sector, but requires payments from the public sector and or users over the project's lifetime. The private partner participates in designing, completing, implementing and funding the project, while the public partner focuses on defining and monitoring compliance with the objectives. Risks are distributed between the public and private partners according to the ability of each to assess, control and cope with them. And the key takeaways Public-private partnerships allow large-scale government projects such as roads, bridges or hospitals to be completed with private funding. These partnerships work well when private sector technology and innovation combine with public sector incentives to complete work on time and within budget. Does that sound like, uh, you know, sound like a bit of a fairy tale? Perhaps let me know in the comments, guys, of examples of failed PPPs. I'm just thinking of the Air Connect. Risks for private enterprise include cost overruns, technical defects, and an inability to meet quality standards, while for public partners, agree upon usage fees may not be supported by demand, for example, a toll road or a bridge. So that gives us an overview of it. An overview of it, you know. Advantages and disadvantages, we'll have, I'll link to this, you can have a look at it in your own time. But we can see here what a PPP is. Now, let's have a look at asset recycling. It's just essentially 
rebranded PPP. So I'm going to have a shot of my Stein. And yes, I did not last very long. For those of you that watched my video this morning, <laughs> trying to take a break from coffee. Donald Trump wants to privatize public assets and use the profit to fund other projects. A series of disasters have killed off the model in Australia. So remember, this is from 2017, and now we're having people calling for it again. Australia has long been an importer of second-hand American ideas, many of them well past their use-by date on the home market, so it's interesting to see the trade flowing in the other direction for once. How does that make you feel, guys? As the Trump administration tries to find a way to finance its promised infrastructure investments without spending public money, it has looked to Australian experiments in innovative public financing, generally referred to as public-private partnerships. The most recent version going under the name Asset Recycling involved selling off public assets and using the proceeds to finance new investments. Viewed from the other side of the planet, asset recycling may look new and exciting. In reality, however, it was the last gasp of a failed model. The government's asset recycling fund established in 2014 was shut down in 2016 with barely half of its budget allocation spent. The core problem with the recycling idea is that income generating assets were sold to finance new investments that did not generate income. Well, there you go. Sounds like a rather silly business model, doesn't it? Selling something that generates income and investing it in something that didn't. Rather like selling your house to buy an expensive car. Or maybe what's happened in America is taking some of the equity in your house to buy an expensive car. This is a trick that can only be done once and leaves governments with increased net debt. This end of asset recycling has been part of a broader reaction against privatization and PPPs, a reaction which has swept a number of state governments from offits. After decades of trying to reduce public debt through these measures, Australian governments have finally realized the best way to get the job done is to do it yourself. This was brought home in the recent federal budget. The budget included more than $6 billion for a 1,200 inline rail freight line funded almost entirely by borrowing. A short section, including five miles of tunnel at the end of the line, is to be funded by a PPP. In the lead up to the budget, Treasurer Scott Morrison rediscovered the distinction between good debt used to finance investment and bad debt used to finance current expenditure. This is just one example of, sorry, one of many examples. Following a series of blackouts in its privatized electricity grid, the South Australian Labor government, Labor state government announced that it would build its own gas-fired power plant. Well, how times have changed. The federal government initially attacked the move, but then decided to emulate it, announcing a massive expansion of the privately owned Snowy Hydroelectric scheme. The roots of the failure go back to the 1980s and 90s. Desperate to avoid borrowing but still keen to build new infrastructure, governments used all manner of expenditures to induce private firms to do the job. The resulting deals, unsurprisingly, were highly profitable to private investors. It was in this period that Macquarie Bank, a leading participant in PPP deals and owner of private privatized monopolies, became known as the Millionaire's Factory. Over time, however, see, here's the issue. It's these government-created monopolies. 
Over time, however, governments looked harder for value for money and were more reluctant to bail out failed private infrastructure investments. Investors, on the other hand, having seen the high returns from the early deals, were eager to bid for more, even if that meant making overly optimistic assumptions about variables like traffic flow on toll roads. This time around, it was the investors who lost out in projects, notably including tunnel projects in Sydney and Brisbane. The peak of absurdity was reached with the airport link tunnel project in Brisbane. Shares in the project were sold on a part pay basis, meaning that shareholders were obliged to make further payments. When it became clear the project was a flop, the value of the shares fell to a fraction of a cent. Some naive investors bought large numbers, not realizing that they were incurring huge obligations. More cannily, a green mailer bought enough shares to obtain majority control, threatening to shut the whole project down unless he was bought out. The tunnel's underwriter, Macquarie Bank, faced the risk of heavy losses, duly obliged. Okay, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize that's uh, how it finished up, because I remember hearing the media, all mum and dad's buying into it. Well, there you go. There you go. A series of disasters of this kind and the diminished appetite for risk following the global financial crisis killed off the traditional PPP model in Australia. Only a handful of such contracts where private investors take risk uh, commensurated with their returns have been left in recent years. There have been a variety of attempts to keep the idea going, such as availability payments and supporting support debt. The common thread is that unlike the traditional model, financing relies on hidden government borrowing or guarantees. After many attempts to develop a workable light bulb, Thomas Edison is supposed to have said, I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 things that wouldn't work. The Australian government had a similar experience in trying to fund public infrastructure without going into debt. Edison found a light bulb in the end. Australia may not have found a light bulb, but it has provided the world with a lot of experience on what doesn't work. So this is an interesting overview of asset recycling, particularly, particularly here, and this is an article from The Australian, and I'll just zoom in here, where the states are pushing to bring back asset recycling. And this was from today, an hour ago. So Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has rejected a push by the states to bring back federal incentives for state asset recycling, a privatization scheme designed to help fund large infrastructure projects. So just based on what we've read just recently of some of these failed projects, you know, just two years ago, we now have the states calling for the same thing. Speaking ahead of a meeting with his state and territory counterparts at Parliament House on Friday to discuss boosting growth and productivity, Mr. Frydenberg said he did not support the measure. The states don't need any financial incentives to recycle their assets. They've shown a willingness and an ability to do that in the past, and we will leave them to do that in the future, he told Sky News. We will continue to partner with state governments on really important projects. The Treasurer's meeting known as the Council on Federal Financial Relations, will see them put their heads together to work on fast-tracking infrastructure projects across the country to boost the economy. Mr. Frydenberg said climate change's effects on productivity would not be on the agenda. Well, 
Good. Well, no, actually, it should be. We're having protesters every day glue themselves. They are having an impact, a financial impact on our cities. They're costing us money and resources and reduced capacity. So he told Sky News he had blocked the RBA deputy governor from addressing the issue. He said there were other forums to raise those concerns and the Commonwealth wasn't interested in introducing new climate taxes as raised by other states. I mean, why are we even talking about this when the economy is in such trouble? Guys, I mean, come on. Speaking on ABC Radio, Mr. Frydenberg said a dinner on Thursday showed there was a positive mood among the gathered treasurers. There's an understanding that we need to put our political differences aside and get on with the job of serving our constituents. He told ABC's AM had agreed on key areas, including road taxes for heavy vehicles, the NDIS and environmental approvals for projects. Well, there you go. So guys, what do you think? Do you think asset recycling is the fantastic solution to our economic woes? Or are we going to have more of the same issues? Do you agree with the government picking favorites? Let me know what you think in the comments. Like, share, and subscribe. If you enjoy this content, I have a subscribe site and a Patreon where you can help me. Every little bit helps. Guys, take care, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.